than a very sunny but still cold day. Remember, by the way, it's uh, it's 1.16 in podcast time. It's frigid now, relatively speaking, for a couple of days short of May. But remember, you got to put like Mother's Day, which I believe is a little early this year. Um... You can't expect consistently warm weather till at least Mother's Day. I am not crazy, but I'm also not going to look it up. There was a time in a recent Memorial Day, and it was in the 50s or low 60s. It was chilly, and it might have just been in the morning, but it was chilly. Memorial Day. So in September, end of September, going someplace to watch football, like me, I'll watch football, I'll go outside and walk the dogs. I'll be like, it's, it's 78. The third week of, of football. Um, the seasons have shifted. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying this. We used to have uh, spring weather. Because remember, spring is the season. Not necessarily the spring weather we're expecting when the season hits the calendar. Uh, what, March 23rd or whatever it is. So everything's shifted. So just take spring from, or spring and summer and warm weather from... Late March, April, but the beginning of April through early September and just shift it three or four weeks. So um, we'll we'll get the, the good, the benefit of this these cold temperatures in September and October when we're close to doing Halloween things. And it's like, wow, no jacket, no jacket needed. Um, a guest coming up, somebody who I haven't uh, caught up with. In great, de- uh, in great detail in some time, but it's been about three years since I got the opportunity to meet him. Filet Mignon. Uh, Phil Holt's going to be on the show. He won a talent competition of ours here at Cumulus at the casino and uh, visited Floyd and I on the show. He was a great dude. He's on to talk about a Leukemia and Lymphoma Lymphoma Society event coming up, which has become much closer to me because that ultimately is what took the life of my very good friend, a a radio mom, um, Mary Beth Zolak, my former co-worker, my friend forever, who... Uh, whose life was lost to a, a like a decade-long cancer battle um, in the last year or so. We never got together for that light the night walk team that we had kind of thrown around last fall. Um, that's that's on me. But well, Phil, on to talk about the event that I believe a friend of his is working on. Some other things to get to first. Um, I am not. I, I am. Let me just say this, so you know, I'm not anti-tattoo. It's your body. Do whatever you want with it. Um, but something hopped in my mind today, and I'm like, ah, well, let's finally put this thing on the podcast. There's not a lot, a lot of local news. I don't want to talk about the tragedy that happened last night. I don't want to hit you with any other uh, mental health things in the moment. I will give you a peek inside how I go about my job um, in a moment or so. The wall I win last night, they're now guaranteed to be back here on Saturday night. If they win tonight, they will have a chance to close it out Saturday night. If it's a Game 7, it's next Tuesday, game six and seven will both be at the Huntington Center if necessary. No other news to pass along at this time other than the Toledo Muni Challenge happens over the weekend. Play all three city courses, get a free round. The Metro Parks takeover, the second biggest takeover of the week. This one less hostile happening at the library and the downtown branch. The down uh, the library also offering after school tutoring soon as many kids have fallen behind due to the pandemic. So, I'm not anti-tattoo. The only thing I ever said years ago and and, and look, times change. Um and 
we we should change our minds. And this is going to lead right into where I'm going. Um, years ago, I was like, no neck tattoos. No, If you want to get a neck tattoo, I don't know how you're going to get a job in like corporate America. Well, times have changed. A little bit anyway. And I want to share... The, the, I've never had an interest... Two things. I have never had an interest in tattoos and getting a tattoo. I don't know why. For the same reason, as much as my mom smoked her whole life... And I did see its negative effects and ultimately deadly consequences. I've never had an interest in smoking a cigarette. Okay? I've never had an interest in jumping out of a plane. That's a fear of heights kind of thing. But um, never wanted to put anything on my body. Never wanted to smoke anything. Um, one of the reasons, I think, at least subconsciously, which has kept me from putting things in my body, you might know. I uh, I lose interest in things quickly. I, I hop to new things. I will get really manic or interested at a fever pitch in something. I'll blow through it, and then I just move on to something else and never go back to that thing. With that kind of attitude, it would be very challenging for me to put something on my body, um, knowing that <laughs> I might tire of it. Or as I put on Facebook or, or the, the show Facebook page earlier, let me put it like this. And I'm just seeking your perspective. This is not an anti-tattoo stance. If you, we, subscribe to the mindset, and I do, you're always looking to grow and acquire new information to make better decisions um, than in the past. So let me expound on that just a minute. Don't be stubborn. If you find out new information about a person, place, or thing, it's completely okay to change your mind. Do not be stubborn while the world moves beyond you and everybody looks back and go, why are they still at Why are they fighting on that hill? That is a losing battle on that hill. New information, you're not changing. It, there is a negative stigma. So, oh, you're changing your mind again? Yeah, I have new information. I want to make a better decision, a better decision, and a better choice. And I can give you a million examples, politics and beyond. But I'll I'll do some some pop culture relatable ones in a second. Um, what do you do if you get a tattoo? And hold on, I'll roll this back. I always used. I began to think 10, 15 years ago when I was doing sports talk radio, the twenty three year old athletes in football are going through. Sorry, the 43-year-old retired NFL players might regret the decisions the 23-year-old version of them made by not being more conscious of their safety. Now, the NFL has done a better job with player safety, but at, like, at a very elemental baseline level, you, you, we are a lot smarter now than we were 10 years ago. At least, I hope we are. Um when you're when you're 23, you're making better decisions than when you were 13. Uh, it, it's just aging, learning lessons, sometimes very painfully, making mistakes, growing beyond them. So back to the thing I wrote on Facebook. What do you do if you get a tattoo at 23 and then come to, ch- to come to a change of mind about that subject at 33 or 43? Now I am completely cognizant of the fact that your tattoos might be to recognize the loss of a loved one. Or something else that is pretty static. Although, you might come to change about how you feel about a loved one if you find out something about their behavior that you never knew about. But like if you get a tattoo of your... I'm I'm a Taurus. If I got a Taurus sign, if I was that deeply into astrology, like that's likely never 
to change. There are some things in your life that will always be with you. So this doesn't apply to that. People get sports team tattoos, I think, because uh, they are so loyal. But what happens if if the team, like Cincinnati Reds fans right now, hate their ownership? What happens if the team leaves or you begin to hate that team and you have a Reds tattoo? Do you have any regret? I know you can get it covered up or maybe altered or you just look at it and go, that's a lesson right there, tattooed, literally tattooed on me. So um, what do you do if you get a tattoo at 23 and come to a change of mind about that subject at 33 or thir- at 40, at 33 or 43? What do you do? I am not saying you made a mistake. I'm just asking, what do you do? I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, a dated one, and we've talked about this here on the podcast. Uh, you get a pre, you are enamored. You are in love with the electrifying player that is Michael Vick on the Atlanta Falcons. I will never forget that run, I think, in overtime against the Vikings where no one could touch him. He looks superhuman. He is one of the greatest video game players that you would use as a person with a controller in your hand ever. And then you find out about the dogfighting. And you look down at that number seven tattoo or that Falcons tattoo or that Michael Vick picture. Again, I'm just using this as a very loose example, but a a strong one. What do you do? Now, I'm thinking about you at the time when you're disgusted he killed dogs. Not where he is and has come from and uh, incarceration and redemption. What do you do when he's sitting in, in, in Leavenworth? You go to your tattoo and you're like, what was it? What, do you, what, what do you do? Another example. Let's say you love Harry Potter. Hasn't J.K. Rowling had some controversial opinions when it comes to transgender individuals. Do I have that right? Uh, In recent times, and fans of hers, people who love her work, have turned on her. Now, I'm not very well-versed in the issue, but I can totally see someone having gotten a Harry Potter tattoo of some kind, and then they are disgusted at at J.K. Rowling's words. What do you do? Um, If I can get pithy about it, Let's say you got a Chick-fil-A tattoo because you just love their stuff so much. And then you find out about some of the causes they support, um, which go against people who we do support. What do you do? So that's my question here. What do you do knowing that that thing is always, and I know you can get it removed, but every time I come across it, that seems expensive and a pain in the ass or arm, wherever you're getting getting it taken off of. Let me let you inside a little picture of how I go about my work. Um, I don't know. You may have heard me say this. I do forget what I say in conversation and on the podcast. I apologize. Um, 2012 Eric would never listen to 2022 Eric on the radio and vice versa. Um, my content has had to completely change. Um, an example of a feeling that has gone through my head. I think it was 2015, 2016. I had to go down to Columbus for uh, a conference, an iHeartRadio conference with people from all, all over the area. And I remember driving up, driving back from Columbus. We were going through these tiny towns and we stumbled onto uh, what was the, the, the all-service t- top 40 station for this little farm town. And they were doing farm reports. And... I just couldn't wrap my mind around it. And in a more entertaining way, that's how I approach my show now. Whereas 10 years ago, it was 
Yeah, like we're never going to not talk about the music. Music is part of the fabric of of the radio show, but some of the gossipy things and Kardashian this and Britney that and Adele this nonstop and some of the inane juvenile humor and games. Uh, granted, I have aged. I've become a different person since then. Priorities in my life have changed, but Spotify was the inflection point. And then Spotify in the cauldron mixed with COVID where people become could become more loyal to Spotify and see how much they could fall in love with it, even though I saw they lost some sub, sub, some subscribers and they're not immune to um, the costs of, of people reevaluating what streaming services they use. I there's a there's a um, a consultant, uh, Jacobs Media consultant. They're right out of Detroit. A couple of brothers. I tweeted him today and said the industry should be re- seeing that Spotify has had had a really rough stock day. Uh, there should be an industry-wide PSA. We, radio, always free. No subscription, ever. Yeah, there's commercials. So change the channel if you don't want to hear. But radio, always free. Uh, lose one subscription so you can keep watching Netflix or Hulu. Go Come back to radio. Ditch your Spotify or Pandora or whatever music service you're paying for. Um. I would talk about local things in in past radio shows, but not to the degree I do it now. I would say it was maybe, maybe 10, maybe 20% of of my show. And I did not do a good enough job when I lived in Allentown of ingraining myself in the community. Now, granted, I could not manage, I could barely manage myself. I I can look back and go, wow, I was held together with duct tape and popsicle sticks. I would, thank God I had patient amazing and friendly co-workers who to this day will do anything for me. If I had worse ones, don't know. I couldn't imagine where I'd be. Um, I didn't put myself in the community and that might be hard to believe considering today I went to the mental health levy press conference. The primary is on Tuesday. You can early vote now. Um, I don't know how many people are going to do this, but the mental health levy is a renewal. I think it's like 24 bucks for hundred thousand dollar home a year, um, and it supports services so that instead of people causing problems, becoming, doing uh, doing criminal behavior, we can get them the services at, at no cost at a variety of places. Please support the levy. I would have ne- never have done that 10 years ago, even though I was a mental health person then. Um, the FCC chairwoman just said this, um, and the last guy was was not great. And I think this woman took over his position. You can get content from all sorts of places in the universe right now. As I've always said, you want any song, anytime, it's on your phone, it's in your pocket. We can get content from all sorts of places in the universe right now at a moment's notice. But there's still something so special about a voice in the air that's truly local. When I get in my car, that's what I want to hear. Now, granted, she is not... 18 to 34 in that demographic, probably in the 24, 25 to 54 demographic, which is what radio stations have to go after to make money and stay in business. And when I get in my car, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear something from far afield. I want to hear someone who's talking about what's happening in my town, in my community, where I live. So while far more people are interested in what's going on in, in pop culture, um, in the past people would come to pop music stations, their favorite radio, music radio station, to escape 
the bad news or 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 whatever else. They it's their their mechanism for escape, and that's fine. You can st- I hope you still escape to me, but I'm not going to give you what to me is that lowbrow celebrity bachelorette love is blind kind of thing regularly. I'll mix it in if something's big enough. I'll ask you if you enjoyed the first weekend of binging Bridgerton or something else. I'm not going to completely ignore that stuff. Um, But I want you to escape to my radio show to hear that the Walleye have a game Saturday night at the Huntington Center. Um, I want you to hear that there is an unofficial mayor of Ottawa Park. I can't remember. Dave something. I want you to hear about the Culver's potentially opening up in BG. I want you to know that the Cuban place I went to a couple of times, Ola's on Glendale, appears to be closed, at least temporarily. So I want you to know what's going on where we live. And if somebody just tunes in and says, I don't even live in South Toledo. I don't even like Cuban food. What do I care? Fine. But even if you tune out from that, but you have heard it, I know you'll come back at some point. You'll hear, oh, Eric's talking about stuff going on downtown this weekend. There's an old West End yard sale. I want you, whether subliminally or subconsciously, and then I want you to realize, I want my my listeners or people who could listen to me go, this dude lives here. I like that. I don't, I don't even want you to know why you enjoy listening. I just want you to subconsciously understand that we're neighbors. We live in the same community. And no, on the radio, we're not going to talk about this awful, tragic death that happened last night. But I'll tell you some of those other things. Um, the lighter things, like get downtown. Like I'll give you a good spot or remind you that, hey, parking downtown is a pain in the ass. I don't know if the Mud Hens are home this weekend or not. But uh, there's a walleye game. And uh, just remember, you can take those scooters if you want. That's 95% of my content, something the old Eric would never do. But I had to change as everything around me, powered mostly through Spotify and streaming and the accessibility to every song I play on the radio station is in your pocket if you want it for like $8 a month. But you're not going to get me talking about here, what we do, and some of the other things that I support that you support me with. Thank you. Let's get to the one and only Filet Mignon about a great cause. Hello. Is this the one and only Filet Mignon? Oh my gosh, is this Eric Chase? This is the pinnacle of local celebrity in Toledo connecting. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Um, How have you been, buddy? I've been really well. How about you? Uh, I think I managed the last couple of years since I haven't seen you better than most people, but... uh. But yeah, it's a, it's good to hear from you again. Back at you, my friend. I think back at you. When, when did you when did you wind up winning that cumulus? Was it a talent contest that we had? What the hell did we do at the casino that you won? <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, Toledo's Got Talent. Okay, okay. And that was in nineteen, I believe, yeah, twenty nineteen. It was definitely nineteen. I was tr- just trying to figure out if it, if it's been three years since uh, my boss walked in here and said. We have to have you have the winner on from the talent competition, and I, I, I cringed. Like, I, I'm like, I don't know who won, and it could have been a ventriloquist or some blue humor comedian. I mean, whatever. Instead, it was the one and only Filet Mignon who blew the people away at the casino with his mad rap skills. Hey, I some I still can't believe it. Uh, what, what, like, whatever you won from, and by the way, this is all going in the podcast. We'll get to the Leukemia and Lymphoma yes. Society in a second. I just wanted to catch up. Um, yeah, what yeah. Did, 
What did you What did you win from that? Well, like was it Was it a worthwhile prize? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, so I won um, five thousand dollars, and then I got three paid performances at the casino, all for a thousand dollars each. So it was eight thousand dollars total. Wow. Yeah. And you, yeah. So it was huge. <laughs> that, that's a big deal. Did, you paid it on your taxes, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I definitely did. <laughs> um, what have you been? What have you been doing? I know you. So is it? Home cooking's coming out soon, right? Yes. So it actually comes out on the uh, so the same night of that event. Okay. So it's on May sixth, actually. Okay. What was uh, what was the inspiration for this album? I'm sure, like everybody, you you know, stuck at home, lots of maybe boredom, but also inspiration uh, from places you didn't didn't expect. What's uh, what's on the album? So with this one, it was just a lot more. Um, so I named it Home Cooking just because I uh, actually near the near the be- beginning of the pandemic is like right when we bought our house. And so I always wanted a studio and so my own studio to record stuff. And so um, I was just finally had had the means to make my own beats, make the lyrics, do it all exactly how I wanted and. And uh, boom, and I've just been waiting for that for for so long. And so, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with how it turned out. And I actually already started on my my next project. And, I mean, we're all our own worst critics, but I'm already more excited about that one, honestly. Good. Um, I I probably asked you three years ago, do you know C-Fifth, Danny Morin? So I know of him because uh, he actually, my brother knew him or knows him. And so he actually asked me when I first started rapping, so when I was probably 17, 17 or 18, he's like, hey, do you know C-Fifth? And at the time, I didn't. So now it's just so it's just kind of funny how it all transpired, because now I do. How about, how about uh, another guy? I think he's close with Prophecy. I, I haven't met him, okay. so I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure on that one. Well, I, I, where I was going with with C Fifth was, I think he's a dad for the third time now, as, as of a couple of days ago. He's transitioned into what he likes to call dad rap. Um, you are you are a dog dad. You're uh, a Lauren husband. You're a homeowner. Have you has your content transitioned from what it was to what it is now? I mean, I definitely like. Um a lot, a lot of my stuff, I kind of like rapping about more goofy and just mundane day to day things. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I do rap about is is day to day life and just being thankful for day to day life. So, I definitely like throwing in some uh, some just kind of comedic value, but it's comedic in in the reality. Sure. So, yeah. I definitely do stick, sneak that in. Um. And I guess when I meant dad rap as well, like you, you can like as a homeowner now, you maybe you can rap about the plumber who didn't show up on time or this <laughs> this badass discount you got at Home Depot. Hey, Eric, you're giving you're giving me content right now. <laughs> I just know I just know what it's like, and I like you being a new homeowner, and it's new to me too. And I and I'm sure you've had this thing. Give me what yours was. Give me or one or two of these where I'm in my condo and I'm like, I never would have done this when I was renting and I've rented my whole life. When did you have that I'm a homeowner, like kind of, oh shit moment? So, I mean, I've had, I've had a handful of them, but it's just 
there's so the basement is kind of like half of it's laundry, half of it's like uh, a man cave, and it's just kind of where Lauren and Lauren and I just both hang out the vast majority of the time. And there's just a lot of times I'll just be sitting down there watching TV and stuff like, and like you said, just that. Oh my gosh, this is ours. Right. <laughs> so, so I mean, it it it's happened numerous times because I mean, e- even now I sit and think about the fact that we were both. I was I was 26. Lauren was 24 when we got our first when we got our first home, and I just couldn't couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. Do you having the half man cave, half laundry room? Is there ever a time where you've got to give Lauren a piece of your mind because she has decided to put the dryer on while you are like finishing up a show or there's a game on? <laughs> you know, luckily there's a divider wall okay. in between, so okay. luckily. There's not much noise interference, so we lucked Good. out there. How's the dog? The dogs are great. Yep, they're both. Uh, they both still uh, still Nala kind of more so tolerates Ted, right? But Ted loves Nala. So so yep, they always have uh, they have a good old time together. Yep, they're both doing well. Oh. Ted Ted gave us a little bit of a scare uh, a couple weeks ago because he decided to uh, eat an avocado pit. And, uh, which, which aren't good for, aren't good for dogs. So we, um, gave them uh, hydrogen peroxide that the vet told us to, to try to make it come back up and go figure it never did. But they said, if it's been this long, he's had no problems. He must've passed it. So, yeah. And that, so, so I'll, I'll tell you a quick story and then I want to ask you something okay. about the, the dogs and COVID. So, uh, when I was still living downtown, I had, I had taken out uh, an avocado. I try to be tricky because, you know, like you have like two seconds to get a fresh avocado, a ripe one. And I took it like out of the cabinet or out of the fridge and put it on the counter. I come home from work a couple hours later and I'm making my salad for dinner and I go to grab the avocado. It's not there. Um, And I just figured it, I lost it. I, 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 whatever I did earlier, I, I don't know. So I wrap up dinner. I go into the living room and the avocado peel (laughs) And the pit oh, no. and the pit are on the floor in the living room. My little dog somehow got up on the counter, like used it, used his jetpack, and he will eat anything. <laughs> and I was so happy when I saw that. I was like, "Oh, thank God he didn't eat the pit." But that pit is big. Oh yeah. Or maybe the maybe the one that your dog got was was not so big. But I can't imagine one of those big pits coming out of a butt. Oh, oh, I know. One hundred percent. And so that's what we were that's what we were nervous about. But then but as soon as he got got it, I mean, it's not it's not one of those things like we didn't realize that we dropped it because Lauren realized right away and moves down to get it. But right when she moves her arm, I mean, he grabbed it so fast and you just heard a crunch. And not, Lauren and I both look at him like, are you kidding me? Oh my God. And so he must. So he must have just broke it down enough to where it didn't uh, right didn't didn't interfere. Luckily, I we should have uh, what what was the old game that we played in gym class where everybody stood on different sides and then it was like a battle royal where you had to run to the middle and grab the ball. Do you know remember that game? Dodgeball or not dodgeball dodge. battle ball? Yeah, maybe it was like the the the, the first thing in, in dodgeball where it's like you look back and go, what the hell were gym teachers thinking? Having us run head first, <laughs> unprotected at full speed for, for a rubber ball. But 
<laughs> I'd like to see Andre and Ted do that. It would be quite a battle. It would be fierce. You know what? I'm. I think you're on to something here. I would love to see that too. And you know what? Ted would probably love it too. Andre would love it as well. Um, did <laughs> did how much? And I, I can't think of anybody that I've asked this question of. And it's it's weird considering the two loves of my life. How much did uh did did the dogs help you guys through COVID? Oh, I mean they 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 definitely uh, they definitely helped. I mean it's it's just. It's just something to take your attention off of things for sure, and um, they keep you entertained, and they're always they're always fun, and just they're just happy because it's because it's kind of funny how um, how we take everything so. I mean, we take everything so seriously, and just all oh, get bummed out at the slightest things. But it's like with dogs, they're just happy to see us. You're yes. there. Yep. They're pumped. Yep. And and they're in as good of a good of a mood as you could possibly be, and. That's something that I've always that always I've always felt bad, and I've told my dad about it. Like, I feel bad le- leaving leaving them at the house and things like that. I feel like we're not doing like we like they don't have fun when we're home. And he's like, "Dude, you guys are with them, and that's their favorite thing." I is is just when you're there. My dad got a COVID dog, and one of the things he was worried about like a lot of people maybe and it's weird because we've had my family said dogs our whole life he was worried about leaving the dog at home alone and i had to remind him like like you said like the dogs want you there there's separation anxiety to different levels but i'm like dad uh all you're like all she's doing while you're gone is sleeping in different parts of the house different parts of the sofa (laughs) like don't worry the dog is not sitting there waiting for you to watch tv with it they're like right now my dogs are just maybe maybe half asleep maybe half awake waiting potentially a squirrel walks by for them to bark at if not it's going from one end of the couch to the other taking naps 100 percent. no you're definitely you're definitely right there and it's and it's one of those things um because I, I mean, I fall into, uh, I, I definitely get in, get into uh, depressive slumps sometimes, and Lauren Lauren struggles with depression at times, and the dogs definitely uh, they definitely help with that. For yeah, sure. you you never, I don't think anybody, unless you just have like a, like a unfortunately like an old dog that can't do it anymore. No human has ever come home and you walk into the, you wonder where the dog is because the dog didn't come up to you, and you walk in the living room, the dog is uh, sitting in the chair smoking a cigar and say, "Yeah, you lick yourself, you let yourself into the house." <laughs> One hundred percent. Well, I apologize for it taking so long for us to connect again. You're such a good no, dude. No, um, a- absolutely, absolutely not. No, you are too. I love talking to you. So this came on my radar. Um, I dropped the ball. My my good friend and former coworker Mary Beth Zolak, who was on the river for a long time, um, had all kinds. I think it was leukemia and lymphoma, one or the other. However, that works. Um, she had that uh, two different uh, types of cancer treatments. The first one, not so aggressive. The second one, more aggressive. And it just tore her body apart. And, and we lost her within the last year or so. And um, just her friendship with me has meant a lot. And I wanted to like kind of get the family together and do the Light the Night Walk, which I'm pretty familiar with, which happens every fall. It's it's different from your normal 5K or run. It's at night. It's lit. Um, and we didn't make that happen. So I wanted to just make sure we talk about what your friend has going on because, well, tell me his story and what he has for this event and maybe his connection to all of this. Yeah. So, so Andy was actually, uh, he was just nominated for the, for the lymphoma, leukemia and lymphoma society for the man of the year. And, um, 
so and he's just he's just an extremely an, an extremely good dude and i mean uh with this event it's it's uh supposed to be so it's a mock wedding so the title title of it is is just the wedding a mock event for a real cause and so it's just going to have some survivors there of of cancer and just telling their stories and i know uh a couple a couple individuals that he wanted me to point out their names are uh Mila and Landon and they're actually both um they're both only seven years old and they both have leukemia right now and are currently undergoing treatment and so he just wanted me to specifically point out those and that it's just I mean nobody's and it can happen to anyone and so it's just definitely a good uh a good thing to raise awareness for and and uh just stem cell treatment and things like that and donations and how important those are also. How did he get involved? I mean, that's a big deal. Like you get some acknowledgement here and there for things, but man of the year, person of the year is a big deal. What's his involvement with it? And how did he wind up winning that, that great prestigious honor? So honestly, I, I'm not even a hundred percent on, on like with, I don't 100% know. Okay. To, to totally put it, fine. To put, it, to put it smoothly. Totally fine. But yeah, and he's just, um, yeah, and, and I know, like I said, I know that he knows individuals that, that have been impacted by it and uh, mul- multiple people that are on that are on his team either have been impacted by it personally and have b- had battles with it, and they've just overcome those battles, and they're just, it's, it's a whole team effort, and we're all... Uh, all working together on his team to spread spread the awareness. So I mean, it's um, it's obviously not just it's not just him. It's just it's a whole team effort, and a lot of them have been personally impacted by it for it, sure. It's a really neat idea. Uh, mock wedding for for a real cause. What what's the event? Tell me the details of that. So with it, so um, so it's just there's gonna. The, the fun thing is you're supposed to, so everybody's encouraged to come in like bri- bride and groom attire and uh, just going to have some local celebrities and things like that. And um, it's just going to, they're, they're going to have a, uh, a lottery ticket cake with just fun things, fun things like, like that. And then um, I want to say, and I'm not a hundred percent sure, but just like how weddings, there's a lot of different speeches and things. So they're going to play into that. And uh, a lot of the speeches are going to be other people's um, survivors or and and their stories and just how it's impacted them. So that's definitely uh, a, a cool twist that they can that they can put on it. And then there's also going to be different things that they can that they can bid on to win, like a honeymoon. There's a ring. There's bachelor and bachelorette parties. And uh, yeah, so it's definitely it's it's going to be a fun time. That's Good. for sure. You didn't say where it's at and, and the date. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I guess I did it. So, so Friday, May sixth, and it's at the Brandywine Country Club, and that's Fancy. on Salisbury Road in Maumee. Awesome. Is there, what's the uh, what's the cost to to get in or anything, or the d- suggested donation? However, that works. Yeah. So, um, so the uh, the amount. So it's limited tickets, and um, it's sixty five dollars a person. But they all of it all of it goes to is going to the limb. Co- lymphoma and leukemia society and it's so it's 65 dollars a person and then you can uh send the venmo to andy and uh it's on it's on that uh flyer that i sent you excellent but um so his so his venmo is uh at 
team underscore Greer underscore LLS. I'll get so that. that's his. Uh, so that's his. That's his Venmo tag. And then there's also a uh, there's also a special do- donation that you can give. And he actually they're calling it the head table, and so it's a stock ten person limo, and uh, to and from the wedding. And it's again, it's for ten people, and uh, and it gets them. Um, the an open bar for for all of the all of the guests and that and that one table is uh three thousand dollars so wow. it's a bigger it's a definitely a bigger uh it's a bigger um what do i want to call it your donation opportunity for sure. sure uh a great opportunity a cool a cool prize for the night as well i'm glad that you're not, not like making anybody like get married or anything like you can have the bachelor party and all this stuff here's a wife <laughs> or a husband no thank yeah, you yeah right um, awesome. Well, thanks for hopping on. Are you one of the celebrities that will be doing anything that night? So I am actually going to be the DJ for the evening. Awesome. So I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be spinning the beats and, uh, bringing, bringing some music for everyone. Um, so that'll, that'll be a good time for sure. Where or how can people check out the, uh, home cooking of filet mignon? So home cooking, it'll actually be on all of the major, uh, streaming, streaming websites. So Spotify, uh, YouTube, iTunes, however, however you uh, choose to tune in, and like I said, so it's going on. So it's going on on May sixth, and that's a Friday. So that's Friday, May sixth, and it's going to be at twelve oh one midnight. So literally, as soon as Friday. you wake up, May sixth, it's going to be there. It's basically like when Beyonce dropped Lemonade, but like a little less surprise. Yeah, exactly. A little bit more of a heads up, and I have. And I have one song out right now that's on it, so the first single off, and that's uh, and that's right now available on on the streaming sites right now, and that's called What If. But so spell, yeah, I'm definitely um, spell, I'm definitely happy with how it all turned out. Spell your spell your alias because I don't want to get it wrong, and I want to make sure people find it if they're looking for it. I, I appreciate it. So it's actually so it's P H I L A Y, and then space M I G. N O N. Yeah, I knew that, but I wanted you to say it because, um, yeah, there's some like words that are burned into my brain. And again, when they're like, "Hey, look, you got to have the talent winner from our uh, from from our show at the casino on," I'm like, "All right, fine, filet mignon." I'm like, "I'm sorry, what what?" (laughs) And (laughs) then this dude comes and raps on our show. I'm like, "I like this guy a lot." So. I love it. Oh, man, that means a lot. I I seriously appreciate it. Glad you're well. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Good luck with everything, okay? Back at you, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on, and uh, be well. And I'll definitely uh, keep up with you on social media and everything like that. All right, dude, I'll run into you soon. Thanks again. All right, thanks, brother. Bye-bye.